بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Okay, what are we talking about today, Hussain? You tell us. Like, so I mean, you, you discussed you, you, you it. We, we discussed it together. Okay, so so, look, you know, I, I so we recently went to a khutbah and um, the, the sheikh giving in the khutbah or the imam, he spoke about a number of things. And one thing that resonated with, with me was uh, disconnecting from the dunya. Now, there was a, like a lot of points that he gave that like helped me realize what I used to do trying to like disconnect myself from this world and like the desires and whatnot. But then it was also other things in my mind that like started to, uh, that I started to think about. And it was things like, okay, I want to disconnect myself from like the desires of this world, but I don't necessarily want to like not enjoy myself. You know what no, I'm no, saying? Look, I love that. I would like to clarify. Imam Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, I just saw this. He said that it is not permissible for a Muslim to hate life. Mm. It's not permissible for this. Perfect. So, what you're saying here, disconnect from the dunya, it could be understood in the wrong way. Disconnect from the dunya, it's you place your efforts for the hereafter. And in this, the dunya will chase after you, it will run after you. It's like it's like a shadow following behind you. You don't let it lead you, you lead it. You know what I'm saying? So, and I want to, you said we got this topic from a khutbah. I want to emphasize one of the analogies, one of the examples that the imam gave. He said that a person will be in debt and struggle. And like he'll have all these problems that he has to deal with. And then he'll end up going to a Disney World, an amusement park, something like this, put him in more debt just to escape these struggles. Such is the life like this one here. We are, we are burdened. We have, we have a duty. We have a duty to worship Allah. And people, they waste, they, they hide in this life. They hide in its amusement. Just mm. like the person who hides in Disney World from their debt, from their problems, from this and that. And look, this, that was such a good point because I was, I was thinking to myself, because I went to Disney earlier this summer and I was like, I was like, when I was there, well, I wasn't thinking about nothing except for like being at Disney. Like I wasn't thinking about, oh, I have to go home and I have to worry about a Dean tour or I have to worry about school, to worry about my family. Like none of that. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm here. I'm having a good time. Well, that's subhanAllah. And it was like, I escaped from everything that like, I escaped life. And, and Allah says in the Quran, which is so beautiful and so profound and so like it can put the world into perspective for you. He's, he describes the world as nothing but an, an amusement, a deceptive amusement at that. Now, like don't be like what you can take from this is like, don't be among those people who follow, lead into the deception. You fall, you think you're going to be here forever. Putting away thoughts of a heavy day where you're because, you know, I want I was hearing like, like I listened to like a lot of surahs like everywhere like I, i'm always listening to like quran i i always hear like throughout the quran you hear all the time there is no doubt in the hour there's no this is something this is like the true reality and people a lot of people neglect this you understand what i'm saying oh of course yeah. but like to emphasize it more what you're saying like we put off the day of judgment but we want jannah you know what i'm saying like how are we supposed to make it to jannah everyone wants to go to jannah no one wants to die yeah exactly Nobody wants to be judged for their actions, but they all want what Jannah has to offer without having to account for their own deeds. 
Exactly. That's, like, the, that's those beliefs of, you know, non a lot of non-Muslims that you, you'll see in this uh, in our lives today. Like they try to push you into some, like a belief system that shows you like, oh, everything's all good and well. You do whatever you want in life. And once you die, you're chilling. You're going to go to heaven. Yeah, that's dangerous. bro. Yeah, exactly. That's so dangerous. It's like it's like you ask a person, you want Jannah? You, uh, you, you want to go to heaven? You want to meet Allah? They say, yes, yes, yes. And then you tell them, well, you have to die. <gasps> I have to die. Some no, but it's, for some people, it's not even just the death part. For the, some people, it's like they don't want to account for what they've done. No, and it's not even that. A lot of people, they they they're just doing it by their tongue. They say this, they say that, they say they say they want to be better, but none of them act. None of them. You're not you're not about that action. You're a fraud. Like that's that's really what you're explaining. <laughs> you know what I think about when I think of, like of uh, wanting the dunya and not necessarily. Or not wanting the dunya and wanting the hereafter and stuff. I always think about like the things that you have to progress in in life. There's nothing like there's so many lessons in life if you just like notice it. Because think about it in school. How are you supposed to do well in school? You have to prepare. You have to prepare yourself for your exams. You have to do well on your assignments. Mm -hmm. That's how you do well. How do you progress? You keep on learning. You try to retain that information and you keep on progressing forward. What about in the gym? How are you supposed to get stronger? You have to be consistent mm -hmm. with all these things that I'm talking about right now. You have to be consistent with sports. What do you have to do? You have to practice, but you have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our deeds. We have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. How can we think that we're deserving of uh, paradise, but we're sitting here we're on our phones all day long? We're we're using it for the wrong stuff. We're watching the wrong uh, movies or films now, or whatever. Here's the thing about being on your phone, right? And I, I spoke on this before. Me personally, right? If I knew I was going to be such a person to be always on my phone, I might as well replace the content that I'm always watching with beneficial content. Mm -hmm. Not to sit there and waste time and look at things that are non-beneficial to me. Because if I'm sitting there looking at bad things all day, it's going to enter the heart. You know, whatever enter, whatever the eye see enters the heart. And, and in Islam, we have a strong idea of protecting your your eyes, your ears, and your heart from any from any any type of filth, any type of sins, because this this will change such a person. No, no, person. That, that's so true. Like your eyes can take you to Jahannam, just like your tongue and your ears. You will be asked about what you did with like with your like your senses. No, I mean, the, good it, point. I saw uh, there was a khutbah like there was a couple months ago, but he was talking about one of the one of the things that's gonna put people in the hellfire the most is your tongue. You sit there, you, you talk all this. You know, you, you talk so much bad things, you backbite another person. Sometimes you might even call to good, but you don't even do it yourself. Like, mm -hmm. how can like th th these are all good examples, but what you were just saying, um, like replacing that content that you're on your phone, if you're on your phone a lot, but the thing about Islam is that it causes you to reflect. So if I'm seeing Islamic content, I always put my phone down. I'm like, dang, bro. Like I start thinking, I go, I know, I go I know, to the Quran like and I start reading like, okay, let's say, let's say I see a video on TikTok and it's just like Quran verses like being recited and it's like beautiful to me. I'm reading the verses and it's giving me goosebumps. I'll go to the Quran and I'll read like those verses plus the ones before plus the ones after just so I can get the full context of like what's being said. Sometimes it's like the context is there. Like a lot of surahs that I see are surahs that tell you the story about a prophet. And what I've been seeing a lot recently is like Isa uh, So it's like, you know, like uh, the non-Muslims when they say, oh, God has taken a son. Like you see those mm -hmm. verses in the Quran. So like that that's it, that resonates Look, with me heavily. And I know we've all done this. I know you've scrolled past an Islamic video and then you just you feel it in your heart. Man, you gotta yeah, scroll back. Exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's not how I'm to skip an Islamic video, but here's the thing. I saw like Mufti Mink, he was talking about it. He says, whenever there comes, you know, a Quran verse, watch it. Watch it all the way to the end. Reflect on it. Because there might come a day on the day, no, not might, might come a day. There will come a day on the day of judgment. Allah will ask you, did we not send you a warner? Did we not send you a sign? Mm -hmm. Allah will send you a specific sign right to your phone, right to your phone, and you sit there and you skip it. And it can be one ayah. It can be one ayah. Perhaps you may receive mercy from that. And that's what Allah says. 
listen to the Quran and attentively, and you perhaps that you may receive mercy. Mm-hmm. That, 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 yeah, exactly. And like on top of that, it's it causes you to reflect. Like I'm saying, like it causes you to start thinking about your own life. Like sometimes, yeah, I'll skip it, but then I'll go back because I'm like, hold on, what the, what is this video saying? Like I want to know. Like we're we're curious people. Uh, us as humans, we're we always want to see stuff. Mm-hmm. Like let's say you go in a comment section and they're talking about some random stuff. You have no idea what the context is. You're gonna want to know. The same thing for these Islamic videos. I'll see them and I'll be like, okay, hold on. Like I want to know what's going on. What's, what are they talking about? Especially if it's like a like a lecture or something like that. I want to know what the lesson is. I always want to take a lesson from from anything. That's why like even recently I've moved from just listening to Quran while I work out to listening to lectures to listening to podcasts. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I'm like. Why not just why not also learn while being able to reflect on the Quran? Because these people they'll they'll deliver me Quran um, verses, but they'll they'll help me reflect on it. They'll no, explain it to me and let me know like what's being said, what was going on at the time. They'll give me hadiths to to back it up, and they'll tell me about the tafsir. And I'll just, I just want to I just want to add on to you, add on to what you're saying. Shout out to every person who gives da'wah or spreads a good message about Islam on social media because you could be using your account for anything. Anything else, literally anything else, but you use it to spread the message of Allah. And those videos, well, lie, they help. Well, lie, they and help. this is also they why they give good reminders. This is why I also really appreciate people like Sheikh Asim. Mm-hmm. He'll get some of the most the weirdest questions, but he'll answer he them answer. and he'll give yeah, you he'll and he'll, it. if you need the evidence, he'll give you the evidence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, subhanAllah, you need those answers in your life. No, because even the thing, like, you never even think about those types of questions, but then you scroll past it and now you're thinking about it. You're like, okay, well, I can see that this being beneficial later on in life. Or if someone else asks me, I can give them the right answer. Like, bro, I've actually seen questions where I've asked them myself, but I didn't know where to find the answer. And someone asked it and I was like, oh, let's go. I was like, well, it's a sign from Allah because what you guys were just saying, everything that you see, that's a sign from Allah. I take everything as a sign from Allah. Maybe like whether it's I, something good or bad happens to me, or if I see something, this is a sign from Allah. No, I mean, he's going to help me get closer to Allah here, Here's the thing about being a believer. We're always supposed to sit there and reflect. How many times is Allah saying in the Quran, these are signs for those who reflect. These are signs for people who think over, right? Because yeah. when you we, see the wind, the rain. Dude, yeah. The, the wind, the rain, whatever it may be. Just everything in the Quran is always talking about some, yeah, th- these are signs for those who reflect. This is exactly how we have to be as believers. We always have to reflect. What does self-reflection always do? It always leads to better self-improvement, right? Because whenever I sit there and I self-reflect, even when I'm going through something or I committed, like there's a problem, right? Like I'm going through a problem. I'm like, okay, well, what could I have done better, right? That self-reflection allows you to, to grow and, you know, assess the situation and get better for next time. And I would like to connect this back to the idea of disconnecting from the dunya and rather not, you know, not disconnecting. I don't really like using that term. I like chasing the hereafter rather than and putting your efforts towards the hereafter rather than to, uh, wasting it in the dunya, in, the, in this world. Something which can, which can be is so menial and it can end in an instant and it, will, it would betray you if you put your full trust in it. Yeah, it would. Like, what the heck? The dunya is bound to betray you if you put all your efforts. It. You put all your efforts into finding resources you, from getting gold from the earth. You want to get wealth. You want this. You want that. Just for the earth to end up swallowing you. I forgot which. Just for uh, you to end up being buried. Which scholar said that? But he was talking about you know whoever puts their trust in someone more than they do, in, or they it puts someone before Allah, mm-hmm. and it's only a matter of time before that person betrays, betrays them, them. Yeah. or does them wrong. Mm-hmm. And even speaking about you know. Disconnecting from the dunya, how you said it, it could be taken in any way. The Prophet, what did he teach us? Moderation. The Quran also says, right? Don't forget your portion of this world. You have to enjoy your life here. We as Muslims, yes, we, we look forward to death because we want to go to Jannah, but that doesn't mean go kill yourself. You know, it doesn't mean hope for death. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You want it. 
What is real tawakkul? You sit there, you trust in Allah, you do your best. You do your best and then you leave the rest to Allah. Mm-hmm. That is that that is real trust in Allah because if you you what did the prophet this teaches? teach us? Tie your camel. Tie your camel. Don't just sit there and just be passive just because yeah. you have to trust see, in Allah. That's not thing, an excuse to sit there and be passive. You is, have to do your due diligence. Yeah. Look, see like shaitan will put that this mindset into your head of all or nothing. Whether it be with your deeds or with the sins or with the dunya, charity, so, yeah, exactly, everything. So we'll put this all or nothing mentality into your head, thinking like, oh, uh, if I chase the dunya, I might as well like, or if I want, th- like, the benefits of this world, I might as well go for everything I can. But if I, or, or if I want to be the best Muslim, maybe I just don't want the dunya at all. Like they forget this moderation. Everything is in moderation. Like even with like this world, like it's beautiful. This nature, everything that we see, this is all beautiful. Praise no, even can, I would like to can, uh, there's, appreciate there's, it. There's evidence for this in the Quran. You know. Um, um, when Allah talks about, when Allah commands the believers to go to the Jum'ah prayer and pray in Jama'ah on Fridays, right? Mm-hmm. After he says, he says in the time of Jum'ah, leave your business, leave your, like all your transaction, all of it. But after he said, when the Jum'ah is completed, when the prayer is completed, go and seek out your bounty from Allah. And look, go look, and seek look at the, the practicality of Islam. Mm-hmm. Islam is not there to limit you, but only to better you. Mm-hmm. Islam makes sense. And not only that, not only that, in the Quran, it says, it says, Every single man will have what he has strived for. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know, I want, I want to let you know right now, if you are working hard, tirelessly, sleepless nights, early mornings, you're, you're, you're working extremely hard, you're praising, you're trusting Allah, you're making dua, you're praying, and you're, and you're, you're trying to be the best that you possibly can, and, but like maybe you come up short in the deal. Maybe it's not what you wanted. Maybe, maybe like you're not feeling as grateful as you, as you should be right now. On the day of judgment, you will be repaid exactly what you worked for. Mm-hmm. The exact amount of work you put in, you'll be repaid exactly. So if that's not an instant motivator to make you want to work hard, I don't know what would be. I don't know what would be. And here's the- if, if that's not an instant motivator to let you abandon sleep, abandon, like, you know, just stop, just, just slap work, I don't know what would be. I mean, another thing of moderation is you sit there, you work, you're working really hard, but then you might not get the results that you achieve. What is that going to do to such a person? You're going to be, you're going to fall under stress. You're going to start feeling bad about yourself, which is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. If had you had been in moderation, you could have sat there and, you know, you thank Allah through the day, you're grateful, you do your best, right? And if something's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. What is meant for you will reach you even if it's between two mountains, and what is not meant for you won't reach you even if it's between your lips. That's beautiful. You know, you know, you know what's crazy? You know what I thought about? You know, this is what's a real eye-opener? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the, the, the day. He, like, you know how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he describes night and day to us. Mm-hmm. Like, these are signs from Allah. He gave us the day so that we can seek out his bounty. We can seek out his bounty from him. The night, we can seek out his mercy from him. And in the last third of the night, what does Allah, he, he goes and he says, who is seeking forgiveness from me? He gave us the night that, so that we can seek mercy in the day that, so we can seek his bounty. It's not like the greatest. Now no, that's, that's perspective right there. That's perspective right there. Because like some, someone like me, I, I, never, I never thought of it like that. Like I knew, oh yeah, the night is so blessed and it's like, that's the second best place to pray other than the fault, right? Mm-hmm. But I never thought about how, oh, like, I do go throughout my day seeking the bounty of Allah. Like, oh, I go to the gym to put my body in shape for the sake of Allah. Mm-hmm. So Allah will be pleased you go, with me. You I go, go and you I do pray. your work, your yeah. transaction, all of this. And then in the night, what is what left there is there to do? Everyone, when everyone's sleeping and you get up and you make your wudu and you say, Allah, makfirli, you ask Allah for forgiveness. In the night, you, you could be sleeping. Your bed is so comfortable. Your eyes are heavy. Go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. Nah. Allah, Allah is waiting. Allah is waiting. You, you'd rather make dhikr Allah than sleep. I can't tell you what's more beautiful than that. You couldn't ask me. I couldn't give you an answer. Now, hold on. This doesn't mean neglect your sleep. No, yeah. Your, no, sleep, no, no, no. your, your sleep, sleep is a blessing from yeah, Allah. 100%. Allah. 
as long as like like if you're if you're waking up for the night prayer and then you're not being able to wake up for Frederick, yeah, you gotta change that. Your photo comes first, you know what I'm saying? So that what you said, you know, it applies. Yeah, but like let me like let me tell a story. When uh early on, uh upon getting on to my salah and seeking out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like only through like his help making dua and stuff, I remember thinking like the way I had to disconnect from the dunya was to cut people off. Cut people off, kind of like sit alone by myself and kind of, it did help for a while to like reflect and stuff, being by myself, not hanging out with people as much, not going out, being able to stay home so that I could always complete my prayers and never had to worry about that because at the time I was still shy. So I was still shy around my non-Muslim friends to pray outside and stuff like that or tell them, oh, I have to pray and stuff because I didn't know like what their reaction would be. Because for a time, I thought they were the ones holding me back, holding me back from getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it's like when you, uh, when you put yourself so far into this dunya thinking like you can seek out its bounty without the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're going to forget about Allah. Or when you're watching too much TV or playing the game too much and not having any time to reflect upon Allah or thank Allah, make dhikrullah, then you're going to forget about Allah. How can Allah have a place in your heart when you're doing those things like that? Like you take 23 hours out of your day to play the game or do whatever, take the one hour to pray to Allah, like that's not enough. Like the one hour that we take to, to pray our prayers, it's not enough. Like when you do the same thing over and over again, you stay in the same place. Like, like I said before, if you think about the gym, if you go into the gym and you're lifting the same exact weight every single day, how are you going to get better? If your goal is to get stronger, how are you going to get any stronger if you're doing the same exact thing? You have to increase. You have to increase the weight. You have to increase your good deeds. That's how you're going to get clo closer to Allah. For a time, I thought I could do it alone. I thought I didn't need anybody around me. But then I found that I was best when I had other people around me doing the same thing. Trying to get better as well. Because yeah. they pushed me. I'd see people doing good deeds that I wasn't doing. And I was like, hold up. How come they're doing that and I'm not? No, not even like in that as well. But I want to like put something like, you know, personally. Sometimes I'll, feel, I'll be feeling down. I'll be feeling like, man, I'll just be thinking to myself. Like it will be a time when I've been in a seclusion a lot. I've just been, Like sometimes when you're, when you're with yourself a lot. You start going in a whole bunch of different directions. It's hard to find order in the chaos. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes I'll be in a setting. Like like even every single one of the podcast episodes that we record, I come out a different person. Like a new insight has entered my mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why these these types of conversations are good. But that's not to say that if someone is holding you back, man, don't hesitate. Man, if you if you got to be strong enough, you got to have the will to, to dignify yourself. And like at least if you can't bring them to a certain point, then you have to leave them where they're at. Well, yeah, here's the other thing. It's not your friends that are holding you back from praying. It's you. It's you. It's 100% you. If you're afraid that in front of your friends that you can't pray, it's 100% you. You can go ahead and leave your friends for that split second. Go ahead and pray. You know, it's, it's not going to it's not going to change their life, but it is going to change your life. I believe in the accountability. Yeah, no, exactly. You always get 100, 110% of the time. You always get more out of blaming yourself and taking accountability than blaming other people because we can sit there and play the blame game all all day long mm -hmm. but what yeah. is that going to do for yeah. you try, try it on the day of judgment like let's see what happens and what are the what are the people going to say mm -hmm. i had nothing to do with you mm -hmm. they had nothing to do with you and you're going to sit there you're going to suffer for what you did they won't answer for your deeds anyway exactly everyone's yeah. accountable for their own deeds and sort of suffer it, it describes a conversation between people they say you you just uh, straight us away from the straight path and they're gonna say exactly what you just said we have nothing to do with you. what are they gonna do with shaitan they're gonna do the exact, exact same, same thing, thing. they're gonna go they're, gonna be like looking for someone to blame and what is shaitan gonna say allah gave you a promise and i gave you a promise it was your decision to follow to follow him that's the beauty in it the free will that's the beauty in it because you like if you think about it allah has honored mankind 
when he created when he created Adam alayhi salam, having the wisdom of every human being that was going to uh, come onto earth, he told the angels to prostrate. This is the hikmah. He told the angels to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam. And like Adam, he had free will. He had free will and he, he messed up. But what did Allah do? Allah taught him words of forgiveness and stuff like that. Every single son of Adam is a, is a sinner. The best of the sinners is repentance. And here's the other thing. You're around with your friends and you, you think about the thought of prayer. Go ahead and pray because that, that is such a blessing. Like I remember there was a time when I was really sick. I had to pray laying down. That was one of the worst feelings ever. I was sick to the point where I couldn't even get off. I was like, bro, like this is night and day difference. Nah, that's crazy. Like just being able to, like I, I literally sat there and felt like useless in a, in a way. I was like, dude, like, but alhamdulillah, you know, I still got the blessing to be able to pray. I could have. Could have not, I could have neglected it all completely, but it, it's just crazy going from that transition, you know, being not. able to pray standing up and get the full reward. Then, of course, you have sitting down and getting, you know, less, a little bit less, and then, you know, going laying down, which yeah. is. I mean, I can attest to like, I, I used, when I was uh, injured, when I had injured my knee, or anytime I've gotten hurt, I used, I always put the blame on myself. I'm always hard on myself, thinking like, oh, did I do something? you know, transgress against Allah, like that I, that I commit a sin or something is Allah angry with me. And that like, some people may see it as a certain way, but the way I see it is it brings me back down to earth. It helps me turn back to Allah. Mm -hmm. And that's the literal point of like a test like that. Like when I, I remember when I tore my meniscus, I was so upset with myself that I thought like, I thought I did something wrong. I thought something was wrong with me. I thought like, you know, I turned, uh, I had followed the path of shaitan or something. I thought Allah hated me or something like the same way that, uh, the, like the lesson of the Prophet in Surah Duha, like I, I thought that was in my mind. I was like, okay, what, like, what did I do? How can I fix this? And I was also so angry that I couldn't do sujood. Like my knee was so hurt that I couldn't, I couldn't go into sujood for a long time. And I was like, man, this is like, this was hurting me so bad. I was like, I, it felt like my prayers didn't feel the same. Even though I focused even harder on my prayers. See, like, that's another lesson. It was like, okay, I, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me a lesson and it took away my sujood. Like it took away my ability to put my head on the ground, even though technically I'm still doing sujood by sitting on the chair, but it's not the same as putting your head on the exactly. ground. Exactly. That's why it's like, that's a blessing that you can't take for granted. There are so many blessings you can't even take for granted. Like not being able to put my head on the ground, knowing that's the closest you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That that's really hurt That's me. exactly how I felt. I'm trying to tell you, trying to sit there and pray laying down is just a whole different world, whole different world. And here's the other thing. Every single test is a blessing in disguise. You know, whether, whether or not it gets, it gets it's going to get you closer to Allah. And on top of that, it's expiating your sins so that you have less to worry about in the hereafter. You have more good to worry about. Yeah. You have more reward on your scale. Who doesn't, who doesn't want that? I know. I know in the moment you're not thinking like that. But you have to remember that. Do you ever think about that, though? Like, you know, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he takes you into your old age and he takes away stuff from you. Takes away your ability mm -hmm. to maneuver the same way you used to. Is that no, no, no? Like, like, take it back to what we said earlier in the episode. You put your trust in this dunya. When you reach old age, you put your like. You're gonna be you. you're gonna be betrayed. You, you, I have to. And even in the Quran, it says in, in Surah Hajj, it says they, that when they grow old, and it's talking about like the creation of mankind. It talked about when we created you from dust, then nutfa and stuff like that. And then it says, and then when someone grows old, after having knowing much, they lose it. Well, here's the other After thing. Having yeah. knowing a, a lot of stuff, having knowledge, oh. the cool, the, like the strength, everything, you, you lose it. Not only do you lose, you know, your ability to do certain things, you lose your train of thought, but you also lose a lot of people as you get older. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you're first born, you're not going to know the same exact people that on your death date. Mm -hmm. 
you're going to have a lot of people who passed away way before that. You lost those people. Yeah. That's also a sign from Allah. That's also a test from Allah. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you all something like something that helped me uh, during that phase when I was like, uh, when I thought, oh, like to disconnect from the dunya, I have to be by myself. I remember uh, you, Suman, were watching, you were watching a lot of lectures and you were listening to Quran. So that made me think, okay, like this dude was listening to Quran. Like, what am I doing? I'm sitting here listening to music or something. Like, so then I had, I turned off my music and listened to Quran because I was like, even though I didn't really understand it as well, like I I, under, I know Arabic, but I didn't understand like the Arabic to English. So yeah. I have to read the translation as I heard the Quran. But I was like, hey, man, I'm doing something like I'm doing something better with my time. Instead of listening to music, I'm here listening to Quran. And then I remember you'd be telling me about all these like podcast, not podcasts, uh, lectures and debates you'd be watching and you'd tell me to watch them. So I'd have to go look for myself and be like, okay, like this dude, he's spending his free time doing this. Like, what, what am I doing? watching a movie or something like nah 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 i'm not gonna let him do that and i'm not gonna do it too like that's that that's that competitive nature that i was talking about like okay when i was by myself like yeah it was cool but i can only push myself so far it's way better when you have other people around it's the same thing like you think about sports they have a team like everybody when the whole team is successful everybody feels successful it's not just like what an individual success it's a lot harder to find individual success in this dunya I'll say, I'll say it right here, right now. When I go to the gym, and I know that y'all going to the gym, and I'm thinking in my head, when I'm doing my set, I'm like, there's no way I'm letting them do better than yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, I'm like, nah. No. I'm like, no, no. I can't believe this. No, I remember, remember in Saudi, right? You, you were benching, right? I couldn't do it. So you hop on the bench, you did it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to hop on the bench, and I did it. I was like, I can't. Like, no, I can't no, let no, him no. outdo me. It's like, it's, like it's, a di- it's like a different type of strength like, coming No, nah, but even speaking about Islamic knowledge, right? Even remember, like, long, long before we even started any of this, whenever we used to play Islamic trivia for fun, you guys would be asking certain questions. He would know. I wouldn't know. I'd be like, what the heck? Like, dude, I'm lacking. Or you'd ask him a question. He he would know. I would not be like, no, 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 no. I could like, dude, I'm lacking. Then after that, dude, then we the say, next we, couple of weeks, I just started becoming a change man. Nope. I'm going to go ahead and learn this. I'm going to watch this lecture. I'm going to watch the stories on the prophet. I'm going to go... I'm going to go ahead and read more Quran. Islamic trivia was really crazy because that, that every single really time, like I didn't, life, I didn't know anything. Like yeah. remember when we used to play that with Ramadan, whenever I didn't know something, I'd be like, oh, dude, no way. No way I didn't know this. And then I would, I just like, it's just like, because we'd go on a roll. It's, it's, so, it's, it's like, so beneficial because like you're sitting there, you're learning in a way that's like ap- appealing to you. Yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it, like Alhamdulillah. That Bro, guy's like, crazy. We had, like we, I remember we'd be going on, everybody would have like their own role. Like, or if you weren't asking the question and you were answering and then you go on a roll, like, oh, I know these, I know the answers. Then when you get to the one you don't know, you're like, yo, mm-hmm. what the heck, bro? See, it's like, that. that's also a humbling experience, though, because it's like, oh, I thought I knew so much, but alhamdulillah, I don't, because I there's so much more to learn. I always want to keep learning, because if you didn't have more to learn, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah, so, you can you can never know enough. No, yeah, even that, that even even like changed my life. It made me, yeah, like, you can never know enough. Like, knowledge is so... Like there's a reason why they they put emphasis on like the scholars and like they're so highly regarded because knowledge is something like whenever think about whenever you learn something new or whenever you like you read a book how it changed you. Now imagine a, like a like a person who's a scholar. Dude, yeah, when it comes to knowledge, dude, one of my biggest problems with it is like there's so much to learn. I don't know where to go. Like I'll sit there, I'll, I'll learn about this, then I'll learn about that, and then I'll, I'll I'm, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place because there's just too much to learn. I'm like, dude, I got such little time. To learn all of this. Bro, even the scholars who have to stu- who study in like university the first time, they get a degree in one specific area first. They can't get a degree in all of like uh Islamic knowledge. 
Mm-hmm. Like you see Sheikh Uthman, he got a, a, hey, a master's in hadith. Hadith, right? See, Allah like Mubarak. and uh, Muhammad Hijab, he has he has numbers of certifications, but he has but like he didn't start has, off that way. Yeah, but he has like Islamic studies. Off. Yeah, exactly. See, like there's so many places that you can go to. You can get um, some in Tafsir or something like like, mm-hmm. but. The, the fact of the matter is you seeking that knowledge is you doing something way better with your time than not seeking that knowledge. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, you always want to go. You don't want to sit there and try to put your efforts into five different things all at once. Because, look, imagine you're focused on one thing and perfecting that. You're putting 100% of your effort into that. But let's say you're looking at four. You're working on four different things. Now you're putting 25, 25, 25, 25 into all these things. You're not giving it all your all. So you're going to come out with less in the end versus had you put that hundred percent in that one thing, mastered it, became the best at it. Then you can move on the next, on to the next thing and become a master at that as well. You know, even one of my mentors was, was talking about income. If you want to, if you want to become a millionaire, try to try to make the most money out of one product first, and then try to move on to expanding. And that's, that's how the money will come. It's like the same thing when they talk about how do you master a skill? They say, okay, start off spending one hour every single day trying to master a certain thing or 20 minutes, whatever it is. Spend a certain amount of time mastering that one thing. Once you get it down, you move on to the next. Same thing with Quran. You you try to do, you do one ayah at a time. You don't do a whole page at a time. No, you start with the first ayah. Once you get that ayah down, then you move to the next, then to the next, then to the next. Or if you're reading from directly from the Quran, you go by line. You don't mm-hmm. go by a straight page. You can't read a full page, think you can memorize that. All I mean, there's some people in the world. Like, no, You'll but they surprised. start They start You'll with that surprised. first line. That first line will come first. Then the second line. Then the Imagine third line. You're, you're trying to think about the third it. It's a verse. You don't even know Bismillah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's a full progression. And nobody can tell me otherwise. Some people might, oh, I can get a page within an hour. Like, but you're not going to, it's not the full page in itself. Like, it has to go one by one. Oh, I see. No. I see yeah, no, I see, I see exactly what you're saying here. You know, you're going to memorize those first couple lines first before you even get to that first yeah. page. Like, some people might memorize that first line within the first read. Some okay. people do. So like some, yeah. it depends on the sort of, for me personally, I can memorize some ayahs wake like this. I can hear it one time and I've memorized it. Especially like, um, if you ever, like the, the khutbah introduction, the, mm-hmm. those ayat, I, I memorized them on like the first two or three, like listens from a khutbah. And I was like, oh, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like the familiar air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Familiarity. Like you, you familiarize yourself with these words and then it becomes easier. Yeah, of you. course. You, you get familiar, you practice. And what is practice? Practice the mother of all skill. You sit there, you practice, you can become a master at anything. You can become an expert on anything very quickly if you had you sit there and you put you put the time into it. And the thing also though is like, okay, you're gonna master skill, but it's always about review. Mm-hmm. Look, even these hafad, they have to review the Quran. They don't just memorize it, get that 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 name hafiz, and Yo, never shout, read the Quran again. Exactly. Look, look, at the, look at all the, the ones who lead Taraweeh, who do Khatam al-Quran. They all review like, the I'm pretty Quran. sure like practice for Taraweeh starting now for... When, whenever, yeah. whenever you sit there, you become good at something. You can just as easily become bad at it by going off track. Like, for example, we might be the best at a video game. And yeah. then, you know, we stop playing for a couple of weeks. We come exactly. back. We suck. Exactly. Like, bro, I remember... Um, I had to relearn some of the sutras that I used to know when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like there was a few that I did, I never forgot, but then there was a few that I learned and I forgot them. And I was like, dang man, it's because I never reviewed them either. I never reviewed them and I didn't read them in Salah. If I'm not going to read them in Salah, I definitely have to review them. And that's what I do now. Well, exactly. You always got to practice. You always got to review. The Prophet, he sought, he sought refuge in Allah from incapability and laziness. You sit there, you become, you become lazy you sit there, you become lazy. You're not gonna, you're not gonna grow anymore. You're just gonna either stay in your place, and your only the only place you have to go is down now. 
Yeah, how can you expect to excel if yeah. exactly how can you expect to excel if you're not sitting there trying to do better than what you did yesterday competing with yourself that's the best form of competition too competing with yourself like yeah i said i oh i, I try to compete with my brothers like you know friendly uh -huh. like oh uh i see them doing good deeds I want in to a healthy way yeah, yeah that healthy way but in all in all it's with yourself because it's like I don't care to, if I'm better than them. What it, like that's not gonna matter on the day of judgment. It's gonna matter how like Allah seeing my efforts for me being better than I was before. Mm -hmm. Now that may that is uh, what's it called? Uh, that does go in part with like oh me trying to be like a better Muslim around you guys because I have you guys around me and stuff like that and our other brothers. But also being with myself because you guys aren't always gonna be around. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, and here's the thing about all of us not being around. You got to think about it. There's three of us here. One of us is not gonna. What's it called? We're not gonna all be able to attend each other's janaza. Dang, and that's real. That's real, right there. That's a that's a reminder for everybody. Still like, real. And remember, we claim we claim the hereafter. No, no, we seek the dunya, but we claim. <laughs> no, we claim we this seek dunya the to seek the hereafter. Yeah. Because this, there's nothing wrong with this dunya in moderation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created this and we live here. We're here. Like, why not actually make the most of yourself, like what you have here? It's just that you don't forget what's supposed to be coming. Mm -hmm. And this is in living don't in moderation. This, don't take this place to be your paradise. And that's why we have the Prophet Islam is the perfect example. Exactly. And uh, with that, that's going to close out this podcast, inshallah. Uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed, inshallah. Uh, leave a comment, leave some suggestions. Uh, and with that, salam alaikum warahmatullah. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Like he said, make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this podcast episode. And also make sure to join our Discord. We're growing the biggest Discord server in the Ummah, inshallah. So make sure you guys join that as well. And also, last reminder, we're still students of knowledge. We're not scholars or anything. So we're open to correction if we said something wrong. Salam alaikum warahmatullah. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for all our support. All right. Your support, you know, alhamdulillah, all praise due to Allah, glory be to Allah, all praise and thanks due to Allah, and you know, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.